This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, June 9th, 2023. I'm Mark Boulanger. In the report this week, the opening of the UN's International Labour Organization conference in Geneva. The racism of microaggressions. The Labour Start report about union events and rapping. Not a brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. So put your hands together, all under one umbrella. It's time for unity, solidarity forever. This is Radio Labour. The organization which sets minimum labor standards to be adopted by countries around the world has begun its annual conference in Geneva this week. The International Labor Organization is the UN agency focused on matters of work in the world. It develops international laws called conventions, which its 187 member countries can add to their legislative structures. The ILO is strongly supported by the international labor movement. The chair of the workers' group at the ILO, Catalin Pasquier, addressed the conference delegates. It's good to see so many of you here in Geneva for what is the first fully in-person labor conference since 2019, which is four years ago. I hope the human connection brings the positivism, hope and creativity that we need to reach powerful conclusions that demonstrate our joint determination to shape the future of work to benefit all people, indeed to provide social justice for all. We can expect many tough discussions during this conference, but let us never lose sight of the challenges outside these walls that workers are facing in everyday life, as well as challenges before employers and governments to achieve just transitions to a peaceful and prosperous future that sometimes today seems to elude us. There is the existential threat of climate change in recent years overshadowed by a global health crisis. Meanwhile, natural disasters caused by climate change are becoming more prominent around the world with floods and droughts, cyclones and heat waves, with the poorest people and regions suffering most, leading inevitably also to an increase in migratory flows. Wars continue to rage and are at risk of further escalation with the threat of nuclear annihilation looming. This year, the so-called doomsday clock stands at 90 seconds to midnight, the closest to global nuclear catastrophe it has ever been. Massive investments in a new nuclear and conventional arms race are undermining investments in common security and life on our planet. Geopolitical tension continues to weaken multilateralism's capacity to tackle our world's common problems. Daunting news messages warn us that artificial intelligence will overtake humanity if we don't take control. Among growing inequality, hunger, poverty, and child labor, a growing group of disenfranchised people have lost faith and confidence in their political leaders. Extremism and populism are on the rise. Freedom of association and collective bargaining remain the most important and challenging fundamental rights to be achieved, especially as they are in the ILO, the enabling rights necessary to achieve all other rights. 
Changes in work patterns and the abusive use of temporary and short-term contracts have resulted in massive job insecurity and undermined freedom of association, collective bargaining and access to labor protection. In this digital age of platform gig and telework, working time requires us to think how the minimum standards enshrined in the conventions and recommendations can effectively be respected in the contemporary world of work. In our view, this cannot be done without making sure that people are guaranteed a living wage without having to work overtime. In terms of protection of the rights of young workers in their transition to decent jobs, we look forward to the second year discussion with a view to the adoption of a recommendation on quality apprenticeships. Clearly, the recommendation should aim to elevate the global standard for apprenticeships to protect our youngsters from exploitation rather than lower the standard under pressure of the market demand for cheap labor at the expense of their and therefore also our future. They may be small, but microaggressive racist comments in the workplace can have big effects on racialized or marginalized people. To explore the effects of microaggression, the International Labor Organization has produced a book which discusses the topic. The ILO is the specialized agency of the United Nations focused on matters of work in the world. It recently produced a podcast which explored microaggression at work. The podcast was hosted by Rosalind Yard, the chief of news and media in the ILO's Department of Communication. Her guest was Marlian Lopez, the coordinator of the Interdisciplinary Studies in Sexuality program at the Simone de Beauvoir Institute at Concordia University in Montreal. Ms. Lopez is also vice president of the Fédération des Femmes du Québec. Here's Ms. Yard with her first question for Ms. Lopez. It seems we hear the buzzwords diversity and inclusion all the time and the need to create more inclusive labour markets for all. But how does that reflect in workplaces? Is the overt racism of previous eras a thing of the past or is there still much work to be done to achieve a level playing field in the world of work? The ILO has recently published a book called The Future of Diversity, It explores the biases and stereotypes that lead to discrimination and violence in workplaces and the policies that are needed to address structural inequalities. With me is Marlian Lopez, coordinator of the Simone de Beauvoir Institute at Concordia University, Montreal, Canada. Marlian is the co-author of one of the chapters in the book, which explores black women's experiences in feminist workplaces. Marlian In this book, The Future of Diversity, you focus on black women in feminist workplaces and also address the issue of violence in the workplace, which includes microaggressions. Can can you explain, uh, Marlene, what this actually means? In the context of black women's experience, we talk about gendered and racial aggressions and how they intersect. So for us, microaggressions are harmful, can be harmful comments or actions that usually target minority groups. So in our chapter, we address those that target Black women. And they are called microaggressions because they are usually normalized in the workplace. They're frequent and repeated, but they're not micro in their impact. They have proven to have very harmful impact on Black women's, in Black women's life, mental health, physical health, etc. 
So, I mean, can you give some examples? I know that in, in, the, in your chapter, there are quite a few examples. We interviewed several Black women in our research, and a lot of anecdotes came out of experience of microaggressions, such as comments about hair, skin, body figure, comments about Black men addressing a Black woman as being scary or intimidating. So these are some of some of the examples that came up in our research. Do you believe there will ever be real change or will the research, will the reports, will they just sit gathering dust? <laughs> I don't want to be pessimistic, but do you see, do, do you imagine that there'll be some change? Yeah, I'm hopeful, but I'm hopeful in the context of folks that are working beyond diversity towards equity because like I stated before, we're talking about systemic forms of discrimination and just by embracing diversity, we're not going to address the systemic forms, the historic forms of discrimination and the barrier, the historic barriers that have affected minority groups in the workplace. So while it's is important to value diversity, it is insufficient in my opinion. There needs to be concrete work towards equity in order for, in the long term, in a sustainable way, minority groups benefit and are able to move and flourish within the, the workplace. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. This week, our top story section included links to the news that union leader Salma Atebe has been released after almost a year in a Turkish prison. Comrade Selma, an activist and chair of the Health and Social Care Workers Union's Women's Commission, will remain under house arrest, but this is seen as a big step towards complete freedom. Other top stories this week include the latest national one-day walkout against pension rollbacks in France, calls for Iran to be expelled from the International Labour Organization, and a survey of sex workers' unions in several countries, which reveals that queer workers are taking on significant leadership positions. A random sample from our news pages includes articles about the first crop of students to complete a union internship program in Antigua and Barbuda, a watershed decision in Kenya that requires Meta to provide mental health care to Facebook and Instagram moderators, and the news that Romanian healthcare workers are joining the wave of strikes by overstressed co-workers around the world. But my favorite top story of the week came from our Spanish-language news page, where the details of a union plan to reduce plastic pollution in Spain appeared. On our Working Women news page, you'll find stories about the union leaders honored for making change in New York's Broadway theater industry, about the growing concern that garment workers in Bangladesh aren't consuming enough calories to maintain their body weight, given the pace of work imposed by their employers, and an update on the push to provide workplace supports for menopausal women in the United Kingdom. Stories appearing on our health and safety page in Newswire this week include the New Zealand Nurses Union's bargaining table push on health and safety issues, what the out-of-control forest fires burning across Canada mean for that country's firefighters, and the results of a survey by Global Union Federation, Uni, on the effects of shift work on building maintenance workers. Our current photo of the week is a shot of Swiss workers preparing for next week's national strike by women workers. Look for lots of coverage of that strike on Labor Start next Wednesday and on Thursday.
This is Derek Blackheader from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is Ruben Benny Esguera and friends with a new Solidarity Forever. Uh, no more division, no, we're bringing a new vision And it's just in time from ashes, we give birth a new tradition Solidarity forever with a new millennium flavor Now we're resurrecting it, one century later Keep our feet fixed on the past In order to stay rooted in our minds, eye on tomorrow So that today we get through this, so that one day we're victorious So just gather now, come here Divisions are created by those who doubt and fear We give thanks to all the workers who put it all on the line Those who took it to the streets, moving crowds with conscious rhymes Those who gave their lives, give thanks to those who made lost lots only work for those who make them not break them be patient the best way to protect your rights is by always knowing your rights without our brain and muscle not a single wheel can turn so put your hands together all under one umbrella it's time for unity solidarity forever Prosper. Your money's being hoarded and the people are unsupported. Social welfare's been aborted, labor crimes go unreported. When we try to fight back, it seems we can't afford it. We try to be united, but they're implementing laws that are keeping us divided. They're commodifying labor, then they're bidding for the lowest. They're thinking that it's clever, but we know we're something better. Solidarity forever. Now jobs are disappearing and all we're ever hearing is pay a lot more, get paid a little less. Work a little harder, then work a little longer, but we're taking it no longer. We're decided we're uniting, cause together we are stronger. The unions got our back, CBAs, protections, better wages, a fact. So we're making a choice and we're making some noise. We're walking with poise and we're raising our voice. We're singing. And that's it. Labor news you can use. I'm Mark Boulanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it is all about global solidarity.